Welcome back to another episode of the Sounder at Heart podcast. I am Jeremiah O'Shan. I'm Mark Kastner. This is the Sounder at Heart podcast. Joined by my co-host, Mickey Turner. This is the other voice that you hear. Tim Foss. Of course, Ari Lillian Wall. This has been an extremely weird podcast. Getting dragged all day. So the bottom line is they, they don't have an answer to that. There's a reason they got signed to first team contracts. And if you're not going to give them respect for that, then have fun losing again next Very year. special guest, Brian Spencer, head coach of the Seattle Sounders. You know who he is. Brian how are you doing? I'd start off, Jeremiah, by saying one thing, and this isn't my quote. I have to attribute this to Tom Dutra. He always says, tough times don't last, tough people do. Welcome back to another episode of the Sounder at Heart podcast. I am joined once again by our favorite Galaxy blogger, Alicia Rodriguez. How are you doing, Alicia? Well, I'm refreshed after three weeks off. I mean, I, right. I got to sleep finally. Um, didn't have to go on a Zoom for a couple of days. So it was, it was pretty great. Yeah, that's all been been very fun. Obviously, the Galaxy have not been playing any more than the Sounders have. Uh, but these two teams come to this game in very similar place that they were the last time they played. Uh, essentially, they're not one, two in this table right now, but they are within a game's result of each other. Sounders are on 18 points, Galaxy on 15 points. The Galaxy have gone 3-1-0, and I believe, since the last time the Sounders played. And uh, they've been looking pretty good. Like, they, other than the, the loss to the Timbers, they've looked good, right? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the, the loss to the Timbers was a little bit of an anomaly just because they got a, a red card right before the half. And so you're playing in Portland, uh, 10 men for a half. Uh, I think just about any team is going to struggle to get a result um, in that situation. And they, you know, so it proved for the galaxy, but yeah, I mean, they've, they've been able to pick up results in kind of a few different ways. Their last game was a uh, Cali Classico against the San Jose earthquakes at home. Um, and they grinded and grinded and, and the quakes were actually really good in that game, but they just couldn't get the ball in the net. Um, the Galaxy scored on an own goal, and uh, Jonathan Bond uh, kind of stood on his head for that game. And uh, yeah, they've they've uh, you know really found a way to to win in a pretty short amount of time, which I think is is pretty impressive. Uh, I'll also add that uh, the Galaxy have been far more successful at home than they've been on the road, and, and this game is going to be at home. So I think that um, they're looking at that as something uh, that will hopefully give them a boost against the Sounders, who I know that they very much respect as an opponent for oh and oh they're all four win they've won all four home games right yeah i believe so uh yeah and and i guess their only two losses are on their trips to the pacific northwest exactly so um i again i think the the timbers loss you can kind of explain away to an extent but the the sounders game was the only game so far this season where i think they did not play well at all um i think that greg vanny maybe tweaked a little too much um he's somebody who's really adept at making adjustments and changing his tactics uh, at times based on the opponent. I think he overdid it in that game. And, and I think, you know, the Sounders are a really savvy team and they showed that once again in that game and the galaxy are new in their kind of process. And so they just could not keep up on the day. Um, but again, they have, they get three weeks to prepare for this game. And I yeah. can bet that they're really doing a lot of preparation. Yeah. And the Sounders have not always been great coming out of long breaks, uh, especially under Brian Schmetzer. Uh, for whatever reason, it seems like they they are experts at making the halftime adjustment, but they sometimes struggle when they have 
multiple weeks to prepare for for an opponent. So it'll be interesting if they've if they're able to change that up in this one. Uh, but Derek Williams is still out, right? He's going to be miss a few more games after the suspension due to the red card in the Timbers game. That's right. He's actually out for five games, uh, so he's he's going to be out for quite a while. I think mid mid July he'll be due back. Uh, but they have a new center back who's in town named uh, Sega Kula Bali. Uh, I think he's probably going to be in contention to play in this game. I don't know for sure if he will, but I think there's a, a decent chance he will. Uh, he's been around for uh, two and a half weeks, I think, at this point. So he's he's getting his uh, feet under him, um, and he, he may play. Uh, Jonathan Dos Santos, uh, as of Wednesday, uh, Greg Vanny said he was questionable. He has a calf strain. Um, in his history, I think there are times when he, he goes at, at questionable. Um in his injury, uh, you know, status, I think sometimes to his detriment, he's a player who gets hurt a lot. And I think he tries to play hurt and I think that's bad for him, but I don't know exactly how serious the the calf injury is. So, uh, he may be out or he may be coming off the bench for this game. We'll have to see on that front. And so what are the other kind of new or new additions that might plan this one or players who might be missing it for the galaxy? Uh, it sounds like pretty much everybody is going to be available aside from those two. Um, there's a couple guys coming back from international duty. They should be in town by the time the game happens, but um, there are also reserves. So I don't think it's a, it's a huge um, deal either way if they're available. But um, uh, Kevin Cabral is probably the the big newcomer. I don't believe he played against the Sounders. I, I, I don't think he was in town yet uh, for that game. If he did, then my mistake. But um, he, he's been starting the last few games and he's, he's coming on a little bit. So I think, uh, you know, he, I expect him to play. Um, there's been a his lot debut of time. actually may have come. Against okay. The but he came off the bench. Uh, I think he had, a, was that the game? He, I think he had one, one good play. Yeah. Um, but, but the big he's change, been starting. The big change I think is going to be the, like, so Sebastian Legette was not available in the first game. He should be available in this one. I, as far as I know, right? Yeah, he'll start. Uh, I don't. I would be shocked if he didn't start in this game. Um, it's funny because the Galaxy have added a a, a, a true plethora of, of newcomers this season. Um, it's you know it's funny because so many teams around the league and around the world are saying, "Gosh, we just you know it's so hard in this market. We can't get anything done. You know what? What are you going to do?" Right. And I think to an extent, the Galaxy are kind of um, showing up those teams who are using that uh, excuse because I think they've brought in 15 new players oh and God. a lot of those from abroad. So um, yeah, so, so th- there's a lot of new guys, but um, yeah, so legit will be in um, Cabral. I expect to start, uh, but otherwise it's probably and Koulibaly. I think there's a good chance he'll, he'll play as well, but otherwise it'll probably, probably be as you were. So one of those new players, that came into the galaxy this year is Jonathan Bond, who I've been pretty impressed by. Like he's not necessarily a flashy goalkeeper, but he's a big goalkeeper who makes the saves that you expect him to make. And he seems confident. And uh, what have you made of him? He's currently leading the league in in saves, I believe. Yeah. It's interesting because after the first few games uh, he was leading the league in saves and it was kind of a bad data point, not because he was making the saves, but just because, the galaxy were allowing so many shots that it was like, okay, this is untenable. At some point he's going to, you know, there's going to be some bad losses in here because they're, they're allowing so many shots uh, to their opponents. But in fact, I think they maybe have turned a corner of sorts. The, the center, central defense is still a work in progress. And um, the fact that Vanny is bringing in so many center backs, I think is, is kind of an indication that 
that part of the field really needs an upgrade and they're working on it. Um, but Bond has really done a great job of shoring things up. You know, if, if, if the center backs are making mistakes in front of them, if they're, if they're letting a few extra shots through that they probably shouldn't be doing, uh, he's there to make the stops. So um, I think as far as Galaxy fans are concerned, um, Chicharito is off to a fantastic start, of course, and he's gaining most of the headlines nationally, uh, understandably so. But I think uh, amongst the fans, Bond is kind of the MVP so far, and, and he's somebody who, um, you know, he's, he's not scoring the goals, so he's not going to get quite as much of the press. But uh, he has been really fantastic, and it, it's pretty interesting because he's a player who basically served as a backup uh, for almost his entire career coming into the season. Uh, a lot of times, you know, there's there's always kind of diamonds in the rough when it comes to goalkeepers. Um, we see that in American soccer, too. There, there's a guy who will be 28, has never gotten a shot. He finally gets a shot, and he's fantastic. Uh, that's one of those stories with with Jonathan Bond, only he came from England uh, to come here and, and to actually kickstart his career in earnest, and, and so far, so good. So maybe the biggest offseason change for the Galaxy was Greg Vanny taking over as head coach. He's gotten... You know, I was rolling my eyes a little bit. I was listening to uh, our friends at Extra Time, and they mentioned him pretty prominently as uh, coach of the year. And I just rolled my eyes because it's like, of course, they're going to come up with a reason not to say it's Brian Schmetzer. Uh, but then Matt Doyle came in and said, of course, it's Brian Schmetzer if this is how the season ends. That said, Greg Vanny getting a lot of credit for turning the galaxy around. Is that well-deserved credit? Does he deserve that much credit for the degree to which the galaxy seemed to have kind of found their way again yeah absolutely I mean you know I don't want to be like oh it was so smart but obviously when he got appointed I mean it was like okay well they finally have a competent MLS coach right like mm-hmm. uh I think with the his predecessor Guillermo Barros Scalotto, you know he had a lot of success in South America with Argentina uh with Boca Juniors you know one of the or top handful biggest clubs in South America seemed like he could translate it. But I think one of the problems for, for him was he was accustomed to an era of MLS that was long gone. And so when he came to coach, he did not understand the tactical advances that had been made in the meantime. And his tactics were like a decade behind, basically behind MLS standards. And um, that's not to say that he can't have success elsewhere, but it just did not work in MLS. And, you know, one of the things as I was covering the team last season, seeing, so many talented players and seeing them struggle so badly. It was like, I just feel like if you have a decent coach, like a lot of these guys can step up and be pretty decent. It's just, they need the right coach to, to get it out of them. And I think that's what they've done with Vanny and, and Vanny, he has the success. He has the track record. He understands the tactics. He has a real passion for the galaxy, which I think helps as well. Um, He really wants to see this, this club succeed and, and get back to prominence. And I think that that, kind of helps push that, you know, that passion over the top, you know, for, for wanting to see this, this club succeed. Um, but also he's, he's just, uh, like I said, he's somebody who is tactically kind of uh, flexible and, and that's kind of unusual amongst uh, sort of the top coaches, I think in, in MLS, most of them kind of find a style and it's like, I need to find the players to stick to the style. And he's a little bit more like, what do I have? Let me see what I can do to kind of make, I think in that way, he's kind of similar to Schmetzer that, you know, they sort of get a sense of what the roster is and then, you know, make the most of it around that. And I think that's helped as well in terms of having this immediate bounce back, because instead of saying, okay, we have to clear out 25 of these guys. Cause you know, they're no good for my system. He's like, okay, 
we have to turn over a, a good portion of the roster, but there is potential here. And so guys like Daniel Starris and Nick Dupuy, they're center backs who, um, you know, have been much maligned over the years, um, but they're kind of getting the job done for the time being, right? Like they're addressing that issue, but those guys are still doing a competent job in the meantime. And, and that kind of thing, Chicharito, like making sure his head's right, making sure they're actually playing to his strength, which is a, a really big transformation from last season. Uh, and, and we see the results he's, he's leading the league in scoring so far. So um, yeah, I think that, you know, Vanny was, was a no brainer for this position and I'm happy to see that he's uh, come through so far for them. So if you were to assign a percentage, I, I feel like that there's two aspects and you, you mentioned both of them. One of them is that he's changed the attitude. Like he's brought in a more positive attitude. He's just has this belief in the club. Like you said, he, he loves the team, but then there's an, there's another aspect of it that is like much more tactical, much more X's and O's. How much, if you were to assign a percentage, which, how much of this is just him kind of doing the motivational speaker stuff and how much of this is like the chalkboard? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, it's hard to say, obviously, if you're not in the room and sort of seeing everything, but I think they've barely been playing up the culture aspect. And I think that that's something he's uh, emphasized too, because that's kind of the easiest thing to, to switch up right off the bat, right. Is, mm-hmm. is to, you know, sort of like, we, we want to set the tone. We want to, you know, get galaxy culture, bring the galaxy culture back, all that kind of thing. I think probably at this stage, it's probably 60, 40 in favor of attitude and, and oh. culture. And um, cause like I said, I mean, I think that the, the tactics have been a little bit uh, variable game to game, not overly. So I think by and large, they play pretty similarly. Um, but there's been some, some changes, you know, like there's a striker will play out wide or he'll swap the, the wingers on opposite sides for different games. And um, there's been a couple games where he's played, kind of a, a, well, most of the time he plays like a traditional young holding midfielder. And then there's been a couple games where he started like Legette or Efrain Alvarez, who are very much not destroyers. Um, in like the Sounders game. He, I, I... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, I think that we've seen that you don't necessarily have to have a guy who's like killing people in the midfield to right. be successful, but I think for this galaxy side at present, probably you do in order to help shore up uh, the defense a little bit more and to, um, you know, try and cut out scoring opportunities as much as possible uh, in, in the moment. But I wouldn't be shocked if over time he makes that more of a free role, makes it more of an attacking role, perhaps if, if he feels com- comfortable with how the team overall is playing and if, if they really kind of hit their form a little bit more. So, if I'm correct, I think I've been seeing this, the there's no attendance restrictions for this game, right? Like, yeah. like California has opened back up uh, a few weeks ahead of where Washington is. And so what's your expectation for the crowd here? I mean, this is going to be presumably like a massive event, right? Yeah. So the team is really uh, trying to get the word out about full capacity. And I think there's a, a pretty good chance they're going to get there or thereabouts. So um, they've had really good attendance so far this season in limited capacity. And, um, you know, for, for me, as somebody who's been watching the galaxy for a long time, I've always found that when they host games on Saturday nights, the crowd tends to be pretty dead. Um, generally speaking, 
And if they do a daytime or if they do it on a Sunday or whatever, for whatever reason, um, I've always noticed there's a big difference in terms of like the, the crowd response and how like into it they are. But of course, because last year, you know, we didn't have fans for most of the season. Um, so far this season, the, for any game, the, the limited capacity crowd has brought it. So I expect mm. this is going to be loud and uh, people are going to be jacked up. They're doing like a big tailgate, which they, you know, that's a big part of galaxy home game culture that they, you know, they had had to cut out um, recently and, and people haven't been able to tailgate. They're bringing that back. They're doing like a big party ahead of time. They're doing, I mean, they're kind of throwing the kitchen sink to get people to come out, but um, no, I expect it's going to be pretty full. And I think that the people who are there are going to be uh, really excited to be there and make it really loud and, and make it kind of the, the best kind of atmosphere that you, you expect to see at galaxy games. Nice. Well, um, that'll be interesting to see. Cause it's, it has been, you know, it's, it's always fun to see a big crowd. And I, I assume there's going to be a decent contingent of Sounders fans going down there. Uh, I, th- I think ECS has started kind of organizing travel again, the Austin FC match aside. Uh, <laughs> but uh, that's, this will be fun. I think this is, this will be a good way to come back. Uh, I don't know what my expectations are for the Sounders, frankly. Uh, they got a big break when Raul Rui Diaz didn't get called up. So, you know, who kn- I, my expectation at, you know, a few weeks ago was that they were going to struggle a little bit out of the gate uh, in, in the second half, but maybe that doesn't have to be the case and, and we're, we'll be treated to a, to an interesting one here. But uh, Alicia, thanks as always for coming on and and doing this. Uh, you can read her stuff over at LAG Confidential uh, as well as other places. Uh, but Alicia, thanks for doing this. And uh, let's look forward to a, a good game. Yeah, sounds great. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this one. I think it's going to be a marquee matchup. Absolutely. Well, uh, this is the Sounder at Heart podcast. I'm Jeremiah Shan. We'll see you next time.